Welcome to the EquipCast for the Archdiocese of Omaha. Designed to help leaders transform their cultures, to embody the pastoral vision, to be one church, encountering Jesus, equipping disciples, and living mercy. All right. Well, welcome everybody to the EquipCast. Uh, it's just a webcast that we're doing uh, daily for right now uh, for parish and school leaders. Uh, it's hosted by our, our pastoral services team. And uh, so we're trying to do this every day at 3.30. We're, we're going to do it next week for sure. Uh, and we have different topics on, on how to uh, engage the church in uh, kind of this new normal. I don't know if it feels new. Uh, and I don't know if it feels normal. Uh, but it's uh, certainly we're all adjusting to um, and uh, I think every day it gets a little bit easier, um, but we've only been in it for a few days. Uh, so we'll just kind of just, there's, there's a lot of different objectives for why, why we're doing this. One is we just want to make sure that we feel connected to one another. This is a place to experience community as church leaders. Uh, also, it's, a, it's an opportunity for us to, to listen. Uh, we have this chat box over here. Uh, if, if just down at the bottom of your screen, there's a there's something that says chat. That'll open up a box for you. We're able to uh, read all these. We're able to uh, uh, save them. I uh, actually went through them uh, from yesterday's discussion, and I was uh, and I highlighted some of the big big points, big questions. Uh, and I actually put those on yesterday's show notes. So we actually are have, we have show notes for these things. And uh, it's an opportunity to hear what you're thinking, what you're talking about, what you're asking about. Yesterday, we had lots of questions about how do we do Zoom? Do you need a license? Do you need, uh, what do you have to do for that? And so uh, I think a few of our, our staff members were, were able to reach out to you. But it sounds like people are really just kind of beginning this. How do you do this thing how do you do the church uh, when we're so used to gathering uh, as people underneath the steeple? Um, so, uh, so that it's part of that, just kind of create this, this feedback loop. And, uh, but also it's just, I, there's going to be ideas here shared uh, from, from our hosts, our, our two guests today. Um, but uh, it's an opportunity to equip our pastoral leaders. The audience here is really not just for pastors, but it's also for, for deacons, for DREs, for, uh, uh, school teachers, anybody who's just really, who's leading other people. Uh, if you have, an, if you have a, a, some influence over other people, so you have influence, you're a leader, uh, you, you can still do church uh, in this age of, of quarantine. So um, if you want to, uh, if you want to keep seeing what we're doing and, and, and keep up with the notes, we keep all of these things at equip.archomaha.org. And uh, I just, uh, that's, if you want updates, you can subscribe. Um, I just uh, put it in the, uh, in our chat room over there, equip.archomaha.org. And uh, we have lots of blog posts in there from previous stuff, but not right now. We're just going to do daily, daily equip casts, we're calling or podcasts or webcasts, whatever you want to call them. So thanks everybody for being here. Um, pretty cool. We have uh, 55 people uh, tuning in, as they might say. Uh, today's topic really has to do with faithful families. Um, I'll just be completely honest with you. Uh, this is nothing, this is not new material. All right. This is something we've been talking about for, for years uh, about how do we, how do we help the domestic church? How do we make, how do we help families uh, be church in their, in their own homes? Um, and, and here's, here's kind of a, a little advantage of where we're at. Like we have a captive audience. We have, uh, there are no more excuses uh, as far as 
as sports and busyness goes. Like there are no more sports. There are no more kids sports. There are no more, uh, and there's no more NBA. There's no baseball. There's no football. There's nothing. And so we can't use that excuse anymore. So what are we going to do now that we, we can't use that excuse? So we have two really good people here in our staff that not only have some theological backgrounds that they're both very well educated. They have tons of experience of, of forming missionary disciples, but also they're fathers of fairly big families. Uh, and uh, th th what they're going to do today is just kind of not just give ideas, but I, I think the challenge for us always for, for us as a pastoral team from the archdiocese is to equip leaders um, not to do your job for you. We really want to respect the, the, the sense of subsidiarity and that is, if you can, you can do the job, we want you to do the job. The, the local church is the hope of the world. The Archdiocese of Omaha Chantry staff is not. <laughs> as much as we might like to think about ourselves, uh, the, the hope of the world is the local church. And uh, I just, I, it's, it's what you guys are going to do and how you're going to talk to one family. You're going to talk to a few people and you're going to engage people and you're going to make things happen. Um, you can do it. And so that's who this, this uh, webcast is for is, is for leaders to engage, engage with other people right at, there at the, at your local parish. Cause that, that's where people are going to experience Jesus. They're going to experience the, the, the living body of Christ, not from us, not in our, our kind of ivory tower over here on, on Blondo now. Um, but, but right um, from, from those of you who are in the trenches. So that's really what this is about. Um, I'm uh, going gonna, gonna to introduce our, our two guests here. We have uh, Craig Dyke and uh, Jim Jansen. Uh, but before we do that, why don't we say our, our St. Joseph prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. To you, blessed Joseph, do we come in our tribulation through that charity which bound you to the Immaculate Virgin, Mother of God, and through the paternal love with which you embrace the child Jesus. We humbly beg you graciously to regard the inheritance which Jesus Christ has purchased by his blood and with your power and strength to aid us in our necessities. O most loving Father, ward off from us every contagion of error and corrupting influence. O our most mighty protector, be propitious to us and from heaven, assist us in our struggle with the power of darkness. And as once you rescued the child Jesus from deadly peril, so now protect God's children from the snares of the enemy and from all adversity. Shield to each one by uh, each one of us by your constant protection. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Again, if you've got comments or questions, just throw them over there in the, uh, the chat box. Um, and, uh, um, We'll tease things out here at the end, but uh, for right now, we'll just, I'll turn it over to Jim Jansen, uh, who's uh, our director of evangelization and catechesis, as well as uh, Craig Dyke, who's our director of the Family Life Office. So why don't you guys go ahead and take it. Go ahead, Jim. Fantastic. Well, uh, as Father mentioned, uh, I have a large family. Um, I grew up in Omaha. Uh, my uh, dad's family is all from the Cedar County area, and mom was a Benson Bunny. Uh, and they met and fell in love, and uh, we settled in St. Bernadette's Parish. Um, that just so happens to be where my wife, Kim, and I, uh, along with our six children, we settled back there uh, a couple years ago, uh, about three years ago, when we came back to the Archdiocese. Uh, and I have six children. I have uh, two at Gross Catholic. I have uh, two at St. Bernadette's, and then I have two at home, uh, perfectly split, uh, three boys, three girls, three blue eyes, three brown eyes. Wow. Good job, Jim. Um, I, <laughs> Craig Dyke, I've been married to my, my wife, Amy. Amy's from the Black Hills of South Dakota. 
Uh, I'm from the White Mountains of New Hampshire, and uh, we compromised. Here we are in Omaha, Nebraska, and we uh, we have five daughters. Uh, Francesca's 20. She is a sophomore at Franciscan University in Steubenville, Ohio. And uh, we have two children, Mary and Anna, who are uh, senior and freshmen at Elkhorn South. Uh, and then uh, we have Josephina and Gianna, who are in fifth grade and second grade at St. Wenceslas uh, in West Omaha. And so, um, yeah, we're excited to talk to you today about um, just really not, not giving you a lot of catechesis, but really talking about the practical of how are we living this out as families. And we loved, like Father said, we'd love to hear from you in the chat box, um, just to, to hear maybe your questions, but but really some ideas that um, that you'd like to share with the group. So um, the agenda is we're going to be just briefly touching on what the catechism says about the domestic church, uh, and then we'll look at divine worship in home, in the home. Uh, and then your your questions, your comments. So uh, I'm going to let Jim. Actually, we're take this on. So Craig and I were talking uh, ahead of the show here, and uh, some of you may be uh, you know familiar with this. Just the idea that our our service to our families really flows from our our baptismal identity, uh, our our baptismal priest priesthood. But I love this like. It, you know, this, uh, the second half of this uh, catechism paragraph, where it says, one learns how to work, love, forgive, and above all, divine worship and prayer and the offerings of one's life. Like that's, you know, the home is supposed to be a place for that. Uh, and for many of us, if we're honest, you know, we, we've maybe delegated or abdicated our, uh, our responsibility for our families to, uh, you know, to the religious education at the parish or to our Catholic schools. And now in dramatic fashion, all of us have, you know, suddenly turned into homeschooling families. So shout out to the homeschooling families who've been, you know, who are laughing all the way, who've been doing this the whole time. Um, but we're now like entering into that. And so um, I think we want to center some of our comments on that divine worship, because as, as we're all feeling the loss and the pain of not being able to come to mass, those rhythms, those routines, uh, the strength we get from the Eucharist what we do there is a little bit up in the air. And uh, Craig has an awesome story about what they did last Sunday. We, we actually went one last time. Um, so Craig has a story of how they, how they did that. But I just want to share, we, you know, for a couple of years, um, Kim and I have been doing something. That's, that's my wife. We've been uh, doing, doing something with our, with our older kids, really trying to, to say, like, you know, if, if they leave our home knowing how to hear the voice of the Lord, we're going to count that as, as victory. Um, and so one of the things that we really try to do is, is to take Sundays and just kind of do a rotation where uh, we'll just sit down with one of the kids one-on-one, -on -one, uh, grab a snack, uh, grab our Bibles, and just do Lexio Divina with them. Uh, I think most people here are familiar with Lexio Divina. Um, we happen to use the RAP method, uh, W-R-A-P. Um, we have been to use that. That's something developed, you know, from the Institute for Priestly Formation here in Omaha. Um, again, I don't want to tell you so much how to do this, just as an example of, for those of you who are DREs, youth ministers, pastors, that maybe this example can be helpful for you as you begin to form families on how they do it. So what, what we do is we just kind of rotate, we just sit down and just, just, we begin to do Lexio Divina together. We share it. So we usually read it out loud a couple of times. 
pause and kind of like share back and forth. And although it's simple, it ends up being the most amazing thing as a parent. One, you get, I, I find myself, the Lord gently correcting me as to what he's doing in the life of my child. Sometimes I'm all wrapped up in something that's annoying, but not really that big of a deal. Shock. And uh, I, I just end up getting the opportunity to really hear what the Lord is doing in, in their life. And then I can see where the Lord is inviting me into that. So I'll give you a concrete example. I was sitting uh, with one of my kids who was struggling uh, with their, their relationship with their siblings. And I was all distracted about the wrong things. There were some behaviors that were annoying that really weren't that big of a deal. And I could see in the context of what was happening uh, in this child's prayer, I could begin to see that the Lord was really drawing them to drawing their heart to attention to their siblings. Um, and I was able to help be a bridge for reconciliation. And I was able to help them recognize that uh, younger siblings imitating older siblings is actually a form of flattery. And it's because they think you're cool, um, not because, you know, they're trying to, uh, to cramp your style. And it's, as a parent, it was just such a gift for me to see what the Lord was doing. And then again, <clears throat> to see the Lord inviting me in uh, to join that. Yeah, Jim, I, I think there's a... All kinds of beautiful ways we can uh, pray with our kids. And I, I did put something in the, uh, the chat box here. The, Beth Carlson wrote a great article about, you know, how to teach your, your children to pray like saints. So it's really just a kind of a, a neat way to do some Lectio Divina or just the, you know, the acknowledge, relate, receive kind of model of prayer that uh, Beth has been good about, about teaching. And, but I, I always have this, the biggest question for me is, uh, you, I know there's families on, uh, listening right now and watching, but we also have some, some, some people who they have influence with other families. So what, I, like Father Bernard, I think is on. I, I think I saw his name mm -hmm. pop up from, from St. Patrick's O'Neill. What's he need to do to help families? Like he can give the same sermon. He can give your story, but what does he need to do to get a family rolling in this? Like it, it, to be more intentional about helping families be more intentional. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a great question. Some, I mean, to be honest, like they know how to do it. You know, there are almost every parish has just a, a handful or at least some, you know, families where the parents are praying and directing their hearts back to their children uh, and encouraging them to teach their children how to pray. Some are just going to need permission and, and uh, an encouragement to do this and then not, not to let this time get wasted uh, all in Netflix. I feel like everybody has permission to do whatever they want right now. Not whatever <laughs> yeah, you want. Nobody's <laughs> like, like it's just, it's the perfect time to just say like the world's sort of upside down. Let's try something new. And so dad, this is your chance. Uh, so if, if yes. pastors and other leaders just say like, take a risk uh, because it, it's not normal anymore. Mm -hmm. And so all the rules yeah. that you had to follow before all gone, you can just start over and say, Hey, the world's sort of a crisis. Let's be, let's get crazy uh, about how yeah. we're going to live our, let's, let's, let's pray a little bit more at home. Yeah. I mean, I think the same thing goes for pastors too. I would say like, you know, that I, I am sure that I, just a shout out to so many of our, our pastors and our, you know, pastoral ministers in the field, youth ministers, dearies, some are just totally deluged and overwhelmed. And so I want to throw a shout out to Rachel Gifford and Phil LaSala, um, two folks that I know that had a lot coming at them, but some are also experiencing at the same time, this disorientation where all of their normal activities have been kind of taken away. And I would say, again, the same way that a, a parent, you know, a mom or a dad now has this uh, new opportunity to enter into the lives of their kids. I think pastors, 
although electronically, you know, keeping safe quarantine distances, have the opportunity to enter into the lives of some families and help equip the parents to teach their children how to pray. Um, there's great stories of John Paul II doing that when he was a young parish priest in Poland, and he'd, he'd kind of attach himself to a family for a while. And he'd play with the kids and he'd have dinner, but he would really form the parents in forming their kids. And then after a while, he would commission them to go find another family and do the same thing with them. So, um, yeah, Craig, tell me about like, uh, you did something different in your house, uh, household this past weekend, right? What would you guys do? Yeah, yeah, we, we had the, uh, we had to make the really difficult decision not to go to mass. Yeah, we had the dispensation uh, to, uh, to keep Sunday holy at, at home. Um, and so we, we decided, Amy and I got together and we decided, well, okay, what are we going to do for the kids? We, we didn't want to just uh, watch mass. Uh, we wanted to actually participate in liturgy of the word. So um, had my Magnificat and uh, uh, just went through some of the opening prayers for mass that we were, we were able to participate, but we did participate in the house. And what was interesting, the way our living room was set up, the, the kids were on the couch here and I just ended up in the rocking chair that was right by the fireplace. And I realized, oh, I, I'm like, I'm in, I'm in the presider's chair. Um, and so we, we set up, you know, we had the crucifix and we had- You simulated items. mass, you simulated I, mass. I, I did, I guess so, <laughs> it was, uh, but it was um, really, and then we, we said, okay, uh, Mary, we want you to do, I can't remember if Mary did the first reading and then um, uh, Josephina did the, the Psalm and then Anna, did the second reading, and then uh, Amy read the gospel, and then the uh, and Gianna, our youngest, did led the uh, prayers of petition. Um, who took up the collection? Who, yeah, <laughs> I take up the collection uh, every week. Uh, yeah, so there's an e tithe to me, uh, but it was it was our way, and we prayed the Our Father. We we had a spiritual communion, and we. But before that, we, we decided, okay, what homily are we going to listen to? I, uh, I could share some words, but I decided to, to get Bishop Barron's uh, homily for the week. And we just played that and listened to it. Um, and it was just a, a beautiful moment of, of entering into the liturgy of the word. Um, How, what, was that, what was it like for your family to do that? What was the experience for them? The experience, I think we... We, we were a lot more intentional mm-hmm. with prayers, a lot more intentional with uh, the, the parts of liturgy of the word. And then mm-hmm. to, to pray uh, an act of spiritual communion left, uh, at least I'll speak for Amy and me, it left us really hungering for the Eucharist mm-hmm. uh, and, and uniting ourselves to Jesus spiritually. But it was, um, it, it was a beautiful moment. I mean, I, I look forward to going back to mass, but uh, I, I'm excited that we can participate in this way. And if more and more families, I'm sure some families are doing the same, but the, the more families that, that get to participate in such a way, Alexio Divina, Liturgy of the Word, Liturgy of the Hours, uh, I think it's, it's going to make the liturgy just come alive uh, even more so when we get to go back to Mass. So. And do you, do you think, this is a question for both of you, do you think all it takes is uh, 
father's going to have to tell his families that they need to do this, then it's going to happen. What's it going to take to actually multiply this from one family to the next? Uh, I, for me personally, it seems like um, we have to reach out to others and say, this is possible. I mean, not, not in a, uh, I don't want to come across as a, as a teacher in this, but I just want to share this as a possibility and just share some other ideas. We're like, praying the rosary as a family. Maybe some families already do that, but maybe some, uh, it's, it's foreign or it's, it's, uh, it's not, not as, uh, um, not as part of their practice. Mm-hmm. I think other families reaching out to families is, would yeah. be, would be a huge help there. So, yeah, I think, Jim, I mean, is that what you're planning? Yeah. I was the temptation. Uh, I mean, it's just hard. I mean, there's a blessing to have your kids home, but I mean, you know, we're on, we're on day, what, three or four now. And it's like, Oh, the novelty is starting to wear off. I mean, I've got a scar from it, literally like um, having the, uh, having the kids home is a challenge and the temptation to let the opportunity go by, I think is, is strong. And so just get together with other families, like literally like live stream uh, either you live stream or you use Google Hangouts or something like that. But like, do a little liturgy of the word together with families because some families that are more comfortable doing this, um, it's not rocket science, just showing some other families how it's done, uh, grabbing them and grouping them together, um, both for like things like rosary devotionals and liturgy of the word, but even for things, you know, like the the schoolwork assignments and the religious ed assignments uh, that came home, doing some of those things together in community Mm -hmm uh takes away some of the some of the burden um because because a lot of people are feeling overwhelmed by suddenly becoming uh you know having these roles seemingly thrust upon us and some of them has been our job all along but we're we're now we've had a very short on-ramp to uh to being the the ones in in charge yeah so father has probably been asking parents to uh um to, to pray at home and do things at home for a long, long time. And I've certainly given that homily. I'm pretty sure I have, and I'm pretty sure every priest on here has. I think I would just challenge you two. You, you two are kind of all-star families, rock star families, Catholic families. I think the challenge I'd like to put up for, for the two of you, like I want you, because I, you trust me and I have influence with you. Uh, I want you to reach out to two families this weekend and, and, just call them and say, Hey, what are you guys doing for Sunday? How are you guys going to do, do the mass this, this Sunday? Are you going to watch it? Are you going to, have you thought about like just reading the readings together as a family? So I don't think it's going to be so simple as, as, uh, you know, father Bernard or father cook telling, telling people, Hey, you need need to do something at mass and here's some good ideas. I think it's going to be, it's the same thing we've been saying over and over again. The multiplication of disciples is, Mm -hmm. is really, it's relational and it's people, not everybody likes to listen to me. What do I know about running a family? But you guys know how to do it. And, mm-hmm. and so I'm just really challenging you to, to be missionary disciples, like right in your, in your neighborhood, right on your block. Um, call another family member, say, hey, what are you guys doing for mass this weekend? Uh, and so w- w- you guys would do that if, you, if I said two, I did two, at least two, call out two families two. this weekend. Yeah, I've, yeah. Already got, I've already got two in mind as you, as you talk about it. <clears throat> There's two that we've been doing a Latin small group with and um, yeah, I, I think they would, I mean, it'd be a joy for us. I think they'd love it. And yeah, we need to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm up for it, Father. I, in fact, Jim, I'll, I'll uh, see your two and raise you another one. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll get three. All right. So not that we're competing. Uh, but no, great great challenge for us because, yeah, it works in our family, but it's it should be shared, definitely. We have a lot of chats coming in. Some are serious, some are not. I've not read them all. But uh, I just want to, if Calvin, if you're on the line, we should we should get you in here and give us some of the uh some of the what's going on in the chat world. You know, as we gather those, I want to just offer a little encouragement. I think sometimes this can feel totally overwhelming for if you're a youth minister or a deary or a pastor. Uh, all of these families that, you know, many of them probably feel kind of lost in this. And it's got to feel overwhelming to try and reach out to all of them. Just want to encourage you to like, do for one what you wish you could do for all of them. Amen. Don't let the numbers par paralyze paralyze you. Um, so say that again. Do for one what you want to do for, for all of them. What you wish you could do for all. And then equip them to come with you on the journey. Just like, I mean, just like you just challenged us, Father, to go find other families. Um, let's get started. Let's let the Lord bring uh, you know, one or two families to our attention. And then... Uh, we can go from there, but it's, it's very easy. I'm sympathetic getting overwhelmed with all of the need. need. Alvin. Great. Uh, Jim. Yeah. I, I just really love that last line. Do for one, what you wish you could do for all of them. And I think um, father Jeff, what you just did there as far as challenging, um, uh, challenging Craig and Jim, um, I think uh, was just an incredible example of actually what we're called to do as leaders, right? Not only thinking of the ways that we are going to be doing this, but how is it that we're going to be calling upon other leaders to participate in this? As far as the comments in the, in the chat box go, um, people are throwing out some ideas. And I think Father Cook, you mentioned um, encouraging families to take pictures of their, of their kids playing mass and, and sending those in so you can show people how others are doing this. Melissa Lynn, you talking about your family doing that and, and wanting to record that. That way other people have an example of that. I, I think that's incredible. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so I just want to encourage the creativity that I hear people talking about within the, the chat room here. Um, but there isn't any specific questions that anyone's asking. Um, but uh, I, I would just go back to what you just did there, Father Jeff, calling Greg and Jim on to, to thinking outside of themselves is just going to be so important um, as families are, are desperate right now to, um, as you were saying, Jim, um, being forced into this, figure out what it means to be the domestic church. So I, I, I would just really encourage us to be creative and calling others to, to step into that. And I, I just, um, when I talk about family life, um, and I talk about parents passing on the faith to their children, uh, I'm reminded of how my father passed on the faith. He was an example. He was a witness of uh, a prayerful man, but we didn't really talk about the faith much. And um, we maybe we could have talked more about it, but I, he passed on a love for spending time with me. And Pope Francis said something uh, today about, about the family. I'm not gonna quote it all, but basically that, that notion of wasting time with kids, hugging them, spending time, playing, playing catch with them, uh, even playing Xbox or playing wh whatever with our children, spending time with them. This is an awesome opportunity um, to do so. And so that we pass on holiness in these ways of prayer but it's also that time to pass on just the, the love of, of presence. 
And so that, that time won't be wasted. Great. Thanks, guys. Uh, I'm, uh, all kinds of great comments happening over here in, in the chat room. Uh, we will be uh, uh, pulling these out and putting them into a Google Doc and, and putting them at, 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 on our website and our blog site, uh, equip.archomaha.org. So you guys can check all those out. Um, there's great ideas in here. I love, uh, some, I love some of those ideas uh, from, uh, from Father Cook and Father Sand. Um, I, I, I kind of want to just, I'm thinking about calling this, this webcast, uh, beyond the live stream mass. Like we all know that that's possible and it's totally doable. And a lot of people are doing it and I'm I continue to keep encouraging it, but it's, it can't be the only thing. And, uh, so that's why tomorrow, well, that's why we're talking about what we're talking about today, but tomorrow's, uh, topic is going to be on, um, really like uh, the small groups that are already meeting keep meeting and, and and also but why can't we start small groups right now i mean if if, if not now what, what like this is the perfect opportunity to to, to say to some of these rock star people in, in your parishes say like are you in a group if you're not in a group call a friend call a friend call a friend next thing you know uh you're doing a phone conversation or you're you're, you're doing a, a skype or whatever but you've just formed a new group and uh so we have calvin uh he's gonna kind of lead this talk uh, along with uh, andy daka both of these uh young men folk former focus missionaries um uh they both work in our offices here in evangelization that's it's really just how does the church go on um when we don't have the people underneath the steeple it's the how, how do you do church beyond the live stream mass it's, that's that's really why we're doing this and so uh uh this i if you're in, if if you're interested in this, if if you don't have any influence on the live stream except to maybe help Father hold the camera, like um, I just in, invite others to join in this conversation um, because uh, the church is is a community, it's a fellowship, and uh, I don't want to I don't want to steal Calvin and Andy's thunder that they're going to give tomorrow because I know it's going to be awesome. Um, but th this is this is um, it's sort of like the small group stuff. It's recession proof. It's virus proof. Um, nothing can stop it. Uh, and, and even if we're not able to, to make phone calls anymore, there's a fellowship that's been established that, that, um, that, that can continue on uh, beyond this because we believe in a, in a world beyond this. So um, I think that's about all we have today. Right, Craig? That's it, Father. Uh, thank you. Father, did for, you say uh, when we don't have people under the steeple, was that one of your lines there? Yeah. Yeah. hashtagging that that's a good <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, right. so we're going to be on tomorrow at 3 30 same time same link and uh and then we're going to have we'll throw some topics out for for next week as well um but uh if, if you have some questions if you like things you want to hear about you can email any one of us here at the uh at the archdiocese and, and I'll, i can put my email in there and craig is ken as well in our in our on our uh, on our website equip.archomaha.org and i think that's all for now uh, thanks for uh, joining us and we will see you all tomorrow and bring some friends with you thanks everybody all right god bless you all god bless